everybody, and welcome to episode 10 of the Afterthought Podcast. My name is Alex Foldetz, and as always, I am joined by my wonderful co-host, Andrew Rubin. Andrew, how are we feeling today? Alex, I'm doing great. It feels very quiet with it just being two of us. It feels... I don't feel lonely. You never make me feel lonely, that's for sure, because I feel like I have your undivided attention, and I love... I, I just love our back and forths, but just two of us. It's just just the two of us. <laughs> well, we did have it. a we did have a guest that was going to join us today. Uh, we had a diehard Cincinnati Bengals fan uh, video of his reaction and everything. But unfortunately, in the world of podcasting, you need some equipment, you need some headphones, you need a way that we can hear your voice. And this person wasn't able to get this in time. So it is just Andrew and I. But dude, episode 10. Um, I just want to give a quick thank you to everybody out there um, that has really been tuning in. You know, Andrew and I embarked on this silly podcast, you know, 10 hours ago of content. And um, it's been a lot of fun. The The response has been overwhelming. We have a lot of people that want to listen to this. And as far as like future plans, we're coming back for a season two. We're going to be pushing our social media page. We're going to be creating a website. We're going to be investing in better podcasting equipment so we can give you guys a better product. So just want to say thank you to everybody that's been tuning in so far. What do you want to say, Andrew? I want to second that. It's not that I didn't think we would make it to a 10th episode. Like I, I, I knew it after we recorded the first episode that we were making it to the double digits. Like that was going to happen. Uh, but just like the constant feedback and just the kind, encouraging things people are saying. Um, obviously, I've said before, doing a podcast is something I've always wanted to do and never really had the courage to do it. So I'm just excited that we're continuing to do this. And uh, even though the Eagle season's over, there's still lots of fun stuff to talk about. Like the upcoming Super Bowl. The upcoming Super Bowl. The match has been made. Awesome weekend. Can't wait to jump into it. What we have on our agenda is we're going to go through some news that we heard from the Philadelphia Eagles this week. We're also going to go around the NFL. A lot of big stories were breaking, TB12 retiring. Some new information came out today on Brian Flores. Uh, Some other fun things that we want to cover for you. Well, not so fun are are all of them. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the Super Bowl. Andrew, what do we got coming up in Eagles news this week? Eagles news, well, we do have a few uh, pro bowlers, which we'll talk about. We had quite a few who were selected as alternates uh, in addition to our starters that were selected. So we'll definitely dive into that a little bit. Uh, also talk about Brandon Brooks. Uh, he's He retired last week, and we'll, we'll take a look at what those implications could mean in terms of uh, the team's salary. And... I think that might be it, man. I don't. I think that's about as much Eagles news as as we can muster up at this point in the season. While there's other things going on. Awesome. Well, let's get it started then. Let's do it. So uh, the Pro Bowl is this upcoming weekend. I'd be lying if I told you that I've tuned into the past. I don't know. It's been quite a while. I feel like the last time I watched the Pro Bowl, I I remember the wide receiver drills where the balls were shooting out fast and they had to catch them all. And it's like Chad Johnson was incredible. I think Anquan Bolden was doing. So we're probably talking at least an easy 10 years ago. I haven't tuned in much since, but I used to get so stoked whenever like, yeah, the Eagles would have somebody and everybody would be, we would be wearing the same uniform, but then you'd see your guy's helmet and it's like, ah, that's one of ours. Troy Vincent. Cool. Way to represent. So, uh, so anyway, we have, a, we do have a couple alternates. Um, so the alternates that were selected for the 2022 pro bowl were Jalen hurts, Javon Hargrave, Jake Elliott, Dallas Goddard, Sean Bradley, and Josh sweat. Joshua that, Perspiration is his full name. <laughs> Joshua Perspiration, not to be confused with uh, with Montez Perspiration. They <laughs> they might be related. I don't know. Um, so uh, we did have two. We had two people that made the Pro Bowl: uh, Jason Kelsey and Darius Slay. So congrats, they're starters, and uh, I hope to see them both out there this weekend. Ah, yeah. Way to, way to represent. Um, so a few of these alternates are going to be playing, uh, which will be Jake Elliott just announced this week. Uh, very deserving. You know, we definitely bashed the special teams, but he was 
like over 90% uh, accuracy this year. So, so give it up, man. So that's great for Jake. Uh, first Pro Bowl appearance for him. And uh, yeah, and Josh, Josh, Josh Perspiration also uh, made it, made it in as an alternate. <laughs> but uh, the first thing that I want to ask about, because I recall Jalen Hurts being selected as a Pro Bowl alternate. And when I, when I think of this season, it's hard for me to see Jalen Hurts as a Pro Bowl quarterback. However, when looking over the NFC quarterbacks, it's actually not that big of a surprise. So uh, the original three quarterbacks that made the Pro Bowl were Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Kyler Murray. Tom Brady, we'll get to him, but he will not be playing. Uh, and so uh, Russell Wilson just got announced that he'll be taking that spot. And Kirk Cousins will be taking Aaron Rodgers' spot. I, so even just like these replacements are... But I will say, like, they both probably still deserved it slightly above Jalen Hurts. Like, if if we're just talking straight quarterback play, I mean, Hurts did a lot as a runner, but that's up for debate. But it's like, Dak Prescott wasn't selected, nor was Matthew Stafford. So I'm a little... I'm a little confused about how they make these choices. Um, so, Alex, do you think that Jalen Hurts even deserved to make it as as an alternate? I'd like to know your take. <laughs> so I'm going to put you on blast right now, Drew. We're, we're in a group chat with a few people. We talk about Eagles stuff throughout the week. And Drew was telling us this morning on how he hasn't watched the Pro Bowl in a while. Uh, in a while. Somehow this Jalen Hurts going into the Pro Bowl as an alternate came up this morning. We were talking about it. And, and, and Drew said, I, I guess it's been a while since I've turned into Pro Bowl coverage because guys like Jalen Hurts are making it. Like, uh, it's just so like, funny. But no, I mean, I, I, I can't say that I, I, I disagree. I mean, it's, it's when, when, when Kirk Cousins and, and some of those other people you were naming are, are going to the Pro Bowl, it really does make you think about how, how weak is, is the NFC. Um, it's, it's definitely, definitely surprising. I mean, like. Josh Allen. Josh Allen didn't make the Pro Bowl, period. Not even as an alternate for the AFC. Now I know and like I'll I'll go through some names here. So it's it's not that big of a surprise. Um it's like, you know, you have Justin Herbert, you have Pat Mahomes, you have hey, say what you want, Derek Carr. But he would he would definitely make <laughs> it over Carr. Kirk Cousins. Dude, you <laughs> Love Derek Carr Look, so let's, much. Let's call. Let's just <laughs> just call. I'm I'm just calling a spade a spade. My man was fifth in the league in passing this year. He almost threw for five thousand yards. Like Derek Carr. Okay, so even if not Derek Carr, there's still there's still Joe Burrow. There's still. Uh, I mean, Mac Jones would have probably made it in the NFC. I I mean, he honestly probably deserved it over Jalen Hurts, considering. I don't know that that that's debatable, but like obviously uh, Josh Allen not making it and Jalen Hurts. When I hear that, you know Jalen Hurts making it as an alternate, it's just it's absurd. Um, hey, I mean, hold on, hold on, just to back up a little bit though. If you compare Jalen Hurts' first starting season to what Josh Allen is, Jalen Hurts actually exceeds Josh Allen in in almost every category. But I am I'm talking not, I, about right now. I'm talking about <laughs> this past season where Jalen Hurts pretty much ran for more yards than he threw. <laughs> all right all right you got a point there <laughs> um and next here yeah so the only other real eagles news uh brandon brooks announced his his retirement from the nfl um so what this will do is it projects to open up about uh oh, it, in total the eagles will have about 24 million dollars in free agency to spend in march um I don't have much more to give other than that because there's still a whole lot of possibilities with, with what the Eagles are looking to do. Uh, there's still, yeah, you know, we still have to look at what potential draft picks are available. Uh, you know, what are the real positions of need? But I think like we've discussed before, I, I think maybe one veteran or solid wide receiver, you know, like I think we, we were talking about a list of wide receivers. There was, you know, Allen Robinson and Mike Williams and some of these just like rock solid veterans that would come in and have an immediate impact. So, yeah, no, I mean, Hey, listen, well, well, one word, one word on Brandon Brooks, man. Um, very fortunate that he was an Eagle um, and also just a mental health advocate, right? He was very open um, with the, with the Philadelphia fan base on where he was mentally and ensuring that he could always give 110%, you know, as somebody that does deal with anxiety and I've had panic attacks for a lot of my life. 
Um, I, I think it's really great to see athletes uh, really opening up a lot about this. I, I feel like five, 10 years ago is almost taboo. Well, you get paid millions of dollars. What could possibly make you anxious? But more and more people are coming out and, and doing that. So, so kudos to Brandon Brooks for just, you know, somehow taking the unpopular route. Uh, you know, you're going to be criticized. I saw it on Twitter. I saw friends, um, you know, like close friends, just like ragging on him for, for speaking out against mental health issues. But I'm glad that he's always kind of stayed true to himself and, and, and realized, you know, that, that this is just a game and we're obsessed over it, but it's just a game. There are things bigger than this game. So, so shout out to Brandon Brooks for advocating for mental health. And, you know, it's a great point you bring up. And, you know, even, even to that point, I think the more men, like seriously, it, it's kind of an unfortunate thing, but but it it's something that you know men have this thing where they think that they need to just tough things out, and and I and I think that might be a little generational, and I do think we're getting out of that, but there is like a stigma, and there is you know uh, I think there's a portion of people that think that if if they have mental if if they have mental health issues that that's some sort of sign of weakness and they need to tough it out and they need to just you know like they just need to to truck on and and just try to avoid it i'm very fortunate to grow up you know with two amazing parents who um you know just allowed me to be me and not make me feel like i needed to be in any sort of box uh also want to give a quick shout out to my dad he has been listening from the beginning he's like been a incredibly supportive but like literally calls me the ne- <laughs> just the next day and like i think about that and i'm just like you know what i'm f- part of me. I'm very lucky. I'm, I'm very lucky for that. So, um, Brandon Brooks, you know, uh, bless, you know, I, I couldn't agree with what you said more, Alex. I think anybody that is able to just bring these things to the table and try to make it a more comfortable discussion is, uh, is fantastic. Yeah. So totally agree on that note. Um, we do, I guess before we, we tap into this past weekend's games, uh, we'll talk about some other kind of, you know, fresh news that's floating around the NFL. Uh, we'll start off with, you know, I, I guess it makes sense to start off with Mr. Brady, Mr. Tom Brady. Uh, earlier today, slash yesterday, slash the day before, slash the day before that, every day it's been <laughs> something different. But I think we are finally set on he is retiring. Tom Brady is retiring from football, at least for now. As of right now, <laughs> Tom Brady is retiring from football. Um, so I guess, like, first off, I mean, what are your general thoughts on that? I, I, I think no matter what, most people that appreciate the game of football are going to have a, an appreciation for Tom Brady. But anything uh, specific you wanted to mention about maybe, uh, you know, over the course of his career? Yeah, I mean, listen, man, I I went from a Tom Brady hater to a Tom Brady Maybe not a lover, but a very, very big fan of Tom Brady after what he saw, after what we saw in Tampa Bay last year. Like, there was always this debate, was it Bill or Tom? Was it Bill or Tom? It, it's it's Tom. And it's it's always been Tom. Tom has left his mark um, on the game. Few scandals throughout, but when you're winning so much, you see it in every big athlete in every sport, whether it be Cristiano Ronaldo or, or LeBron James or, I don't know, Fernando Tatis, like every, every big player always has a little bit of drama around them. So, you know, it is, it is what it is. Did you say you know, LeBron? I, I, LeBron. Yeah, I did say LeBron. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I, I posted on social media the other day that, you know, every big moment I've ever had as an Eagles fan, either included or had Tom Brady near that somehow. The first time the Eagles lost the Super Bowl, the other time where Nick Foles took him, like Tom Brady was always a part of that conversation. If you're striving for greatness in the NFL, you have to pass through Tom Brady at every turn. So my one friend actually posted, and I thought it was a really good quote, is that football is going through a renaissance. And Tom Brady is really like that last person. We're out of this Philip Rivers, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, um Manning era and Tom Brady is really like the last person I guess you could say Aaron Rodgers is still there but football is really going into a renaissance where we're going to see the new up-and-coming great talents and Tom Brady's records are going to be held on for a long time my, my final thought on him is I'm convinced that he is the greatest football player or most accomplished football player I'll ever see in my life I don't see any other quarterback doing what Tom Brady was able to do don't think he's the most athletic but I think that he's the most 
accomplished quarterback, most mentally tough quarterback. And I also don't think he's going to come back. I think once this man starts getting off of his diet, starts eating some pizza, some carbs, gets his hands on some sugar and ice cream, he's going to be like, oh, baby, I'm not going back to the NFL. I think he's done. Enjoy your junk food, Tom. You earned it. That's when Giselle just gives the death stare, and Tom's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'll go, I'll, I'll go back for the kale. The, the kale sounds good." Kale. Um, yeah, man, I, I totally agree. Um, you know, he's gotten it done with really. I'm not going to say minimal talent. I mean, he's had a share of good receivers, but for quite a while, I mean, it was a lot of just, just kind of just average Joes, you know, like Troy Browns and David Pattons and uh, uh, Mark Hogan's and, and, and Chris, Danny Chris, Amendola, Chris, uh, Chris Hogan, Chris, Chris Hogan's yeah. Hulk Hogan's all the Hogan's. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dan, I mean, if there was one thing Tom could do, it's he could turn a, a little white boy into a receiving star. Started with Wes Welker. And then uh, from there, yeah, you had your Amendola's, your Julian Edelman's. Really crazy to think honestly. he never won one with Randy Moss. Just wild to think that that season he didn't win one. Go figure. Go figure. Um, <laughs> I I actually pulled up, so I can't remember what website it was, but I I do have some uh some fresh 2022 odds on what we can expect from uh, Tom Brady in 2022. Now that he's not playing football, uh, the highest odds are that he's going to compete in a golf competition, which which I could see. I think the guy likes to play some golf. Um, and he deserves, it, you know, yeah, you know, go, go chill, go enjoy your, go, go have, and yeah, go play the golf. Um, <laughs> the second highest odds, which I would, which could be cool, but I also think they should just keep it to the Mannings, but they think that he might join the Manning cast, uh, regularly on, on ESPN two, which Alex, I must say that was like, so entertaining for me. This, I love that they did that. It's crazy. I tried getting into it, man. I couldn't. You couldn't do it. I couldn't. I, I don't know if it's I've been watching football for, for so long and just the same way that I always have been. I tried watching the Manning cast. I just I just it just the games just didn't feel as exciting for me. It just wasn't one of my one of my favorite things. It's definitely less directed towards viewing the game and more just towards the Manning personalities and, and their uh, dynamic with one another. But I think they are both. I mean, even Eli, like I've made fun of Eli in the past, but he's the guy's funny. Like I, I will give it up to him. Peyton's just a gem. Peyton is the king. He's so some good. of the some of the clips that come out of there are, are pretty hilarious. Um, and, and I tuned in for a few things when they had uh, they had Snoop Dogg on there. They had Marshawn Lynch. Uh, Marshawn Lynch is like one of like my favorite humans. And he's just like some, some of them, some of them were pretty funny. You know what? Now that we talk about it, I, I now that we know that football season's like almost coming to an end, like I'm already missing. It. I'm like, sure. I'd watch Nickelodeon all next year. If it means that like, yeah, I could just watch some football, um, but we'll see what the USFL can do in the off season. Maybe we'll scratch that itch. But anyway, mo- moving on through the odds. I keep, I keep forgetting about the USFL coming back. Um, so uh, maybe potential college game day cast. Uh, that's at plus 300 NFL game uh, or just NFL TV analyst. Uh, plus 1000 for cover of Vogue magazine. I can totally see that. If you, yeah. I don't know if everyone out there has seen the chart of like every year's picture of him, but it's like there is zero aging between his first season and now uh, 54 years later uh, still looks exactly the same. He's vampire um and then uh then member of an nfl coaching staff at plus 2000 i can't see that and then member of a a college coaching staff at plus 3300 for those who really just want to throw poop against the wall to see what sticks here yeah i don't i don't see tom brady coaching I, i i would be interested though to see if he did become like a tv game analyst like i gotta say i don't like the guy but tony romo as a quarterback um providing insight into games he's one of my favorite people to watch to break down a game because like he takes you into the mind of like what you would see and he predicts plays before they get there i'm curious on how tom brady is because he's he's pretty charismatic and he's pretty well spoken i wonder how he would do in in like a tv analyst or or a broadcaster role odds are odds are plus 325 for for that but i i would be i would be interested in seeing what he could do i'd also love to see pat mcafee in the booth um dude is just a gem but that's a that's a different topic um who did you who did you just mention two seconds ago my mind already just just went blank pat, you just pat mcafee and then before that um oh tony uh, romo to- yeah. tony romo like 
I find him extremely impressive. Like his understanding of football, he's a true student of the game. Yeah. But like it can be overboard with the predictions. It's like he, I do think sometimes he gets caught up and rather than letting a game just unravel, he's like so wants to show off how much he knows that it's like, okay, here, play action to this, to the tight end, this next play. And it's like, damn, Tony, all right, I'm impressed. But let me, like, <laughs> give me, let me, let me be surprised. I feel like I'm getting, yeah. like, you know, I'm getting the tweets before the play. It's like I'm already watching on a delay, man. Give me a break. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, next, we'll we'll move real quick to just a few coaching changes. I'm going to start with Sean Payton. Uh, he has, as of right now, retired. I know that there's there's been uh, rumors about him maybe becoming coach of the Cowboys, which would be a, a good marriage. Not in the sense that I want to see him go to the Cowboys, because I do think he's a much better coach than uh, than the Cowboys' current coach, who uh, uh, I can picture his face, which I don't like, and his name is Mike uh, uh, McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. Thank you. Wow. Brain on point today. Um, I think he's the absolute worst. So I don't want to see Sean Payton go to Dallas, but uh, was a bit, it was a bit surprising because now I feel like the saints are just in complete turmoil. Yeah. Well, I didn't realize how bad the saints financial situation was. We, we had a friend of our share. <laughs> this is so funny. Um, uh, the salary cap space and, and the, the saints are $75 million over the salary cap. Just to put it in perspective, the number two team over is the Packers at 50 million. $75 million is like the entire like GDP of like a small European country. That is insane. <laughs> like, I feel like Sean Payton is just like, listen, we, 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 we don't have Drew Brees. We just had another awful season again. Uh, I don't even know who my quarterback's going to be. We just paid the Swiss Army knife more money than we should have. I think he's just jumping ship. He's like, forget this. I don't see this in my next five-year plan of us being able to do anything. The Saints are in a financial mess. Um, Just to actually kind of go through that, the top four teams, Saints, Packers at 50 million, like I said, Cowboys at 21 million over the cap space. So what happens when you pay Dak and um and uh, Zeke, the top play, uh, one of the top paying uh, positions in your position, top paid players in your position, brains on point as well. And then also the Vikings. <laughs> so interesting, interesting there. But um, yeah, man, the Saints are in like a financial mess. I don't know how you you find seventy five million dollars. Maybe I'm maybe I'm misunderstanding this, but this is what I'm seeing. And this might just be a coincidence, but like those three teams particularly have three like very, very, very strong running backs. So you got Kamara on the Saints, you have uh, Zeke, like you said, on the Cowboys and you have Dalvin Cook. And what like what I've always said, it's like, go spend that money somewhere else. You can put your your Tony Pollard behind who who maybe outperformed Zeke at points this season. Like you can replace running back. So like go spend the money elsewhere. So I hope that that's what the Eagles will continue to do. So here's also something that's interesting as well. The bottom four teams that have the most amount of cap space at number four, the chargers who are up and coming hmm. next followed by the bangles, mm-hmm. young quarterback bangles, yep. young cheap quarterbacks, Who's Jaguars next? and then dolphins. And we're going to get into the dolphins here in a little bit. Um, but the Chargers and Bengals have 57 mil free, Jaguars 59 mil, Dolphins 64 million dollars. Just to put in perspective, the Dolphins could spend all their cap and they still wouldn't have spent as much over the Saints are <laughs> in cap space. And all of those teams have like, you know, they have backup running backs, they have very young quarterbacks, so it makes sense, you know, and that's why the young quarterback that can produce, aka Joe Burrow, is so incredibly valuable to to the entire yep. the entire franchise. Um, so you did like you said you made mention of the Dolphins. Uh, more uh, news that came out uh, pretty recently um, regarding Brian Flores, and he is going to be suing the NFL. Um, what do we know so far about this, Alex? And what are your thoughts? Well, so I think the first thing came out is there were text messages between and, and this is all coming out. Right. So I, I think it's important to see all the facts before you know we start we start judging things. But listen, it's not it's not looking good right now at the situation. No. So apparently Bill Belichick um, and there's there's, you know, check Twitter and, and there's there's plenty of pictures out there. But Bill Belichick texted Brian Flores saying congratulations on landing the New York Giants job and Brian Flores like what do you mean I interview on Thursday do you have the wrong Brian and it's the new Brian uh, 
uh, offensive coordinator for the Bills. I got hired to the Giants. Uh, Brian, um, what's yeah, his last de, name? Debo, 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 Brian, uh, Debo, Brian, like, like, like yeah. that bull, like the bull, yo, Brian, Brian, Debo. And then, and then Bill Belichick basically said, oh man, I'm sorry. I effed up. And you know, that's a violation of the NFL's uh, Rooney rule, which, which, you know, ensures that minorities are, are getting interviewed um, to, to give them a fair and equitable chance. I, I just find it absolutely mind boggling to me that 90% of the players in the NFL are black, but yet I think all but one team is owned by white guys and all of the coaching and all of the OCs and all the new coaches are hired are all, are all white guys. Like you, you have to be out of your mind to think that there's not some sort of like bias or, or anything that's going on in the hiring practice with, with, within, within the NFL. So I'm, I'm totally perplexed about it. Listen, I think you should always hire the best candidate you can, but there, there are rules and there are things in place to give minorities a fair shot. Right. And, 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 and you know, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of things in there. There's also other things that came out about the owner of the, of the Dolphins um, incentivizing Flores to tank and it'll give him a hundred thousand dollars per game. And then a few other things, it's just a really dicey situation. It's just really, really bad ownership over there. What are your thoughts, Andrew? Yeah. And like you said, you know, this, this situation is still unraveling a little bit, but um First of all, this seems like a super courageous act and move uh, by Brian Flores because I like he's essentially going into this calling out some of the injustices, and I I think that that's always like you're you're it's just a tough 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 battle, but something that I totally commend and like I think that this will help enforce some changes, but it'll come at the cost of him, just like we saw with Kaepernick, unfortunately. Yeah. But like here's here's my my the number one question that comes to my mind. Does Jonathan Gannon deserve a head coaching job? Like based John- off of his, like our, our defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, he's interviewing for head coaching jobs and he's being viewed as a, as a strong candidate. And I didn't see anything jumping off the screen that's, that showed our defense was elite to think that this guy deserves to step into, I don't care if it's the Houston Texans and they're a putrid franchise, but like, I'm sorry if uh, if Raheem Morris or if if somebody else is, you know, like is our defensive coordinator who's not white. Then what what like what attention are they getting? I don't get it. Yeah, no, I, 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 I totally, totally understand that point. Um, and listen, like right before we, we press record, we, we talked about it. All these new coaching hires are like just the, just the just these white guys. I have no problem with 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 white people coaching in the NFL, but it's like you, you know the thing that really breaks my heart the most is like Brian Flores texting Bill Belichick, and Bill already knew. And Brian Flores says, "I think I have a shot. I think I have a shot." Yeah, you know, yeah. like like doesn't that just like rip you to the core? And maybe maybe he wouldn't have gotten the job if he interviewed, but like they already made up their minds before and you have to look around the league and you have to say there has to be some sort of issue here. I, I, I it, it's, it, it infuriates me. And just like you said, Andrew, he's going to get the Kaepernick treatment. Kaepernick may have not been the best quarterback in the NFL at the time, but you had dudes they were calling up from the XFL to come play backup. You're saying Kaepernick couldn't be a backup on an NFL team? No, it's he fought a fight. And he 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 died on that sword, and it's it's extremely unfortunate. And the same thing is going to happen with Flores. He's never going to coach in the NFL again because he's finally standing up to the powers that be. It's it's infuriating, and the only thing that we can advocate for is change. I have a lot of friends that don't look like me, and I hear what they say. I I I, I hear it in in real life world. I can never totally understand and grasp the sensitive nature of all of that, but it's real. And I see it manifest in itself throughout here. And it's a shame that we're doing a podcast on an NFL show and there's like sketchy stuff going behind the scenes. I don't mean to go on and on about this. It just absolutely infuriates me. Yeah, it's it's totally upsetting. And I don't know why, but it made me think that like Kaepernick can't land a job anywhere. But Tim Tebow almost got brought back to play tight end for, for, the, for the Jaguars this year. It's just like I, that, that may not be, you know, related in any way, but that's that's where my mind went. And um the NFL has to, I mean, it's, it's so easy to say, but the NFL just has to do better. And I, hopefully we have, uh, 
we have we'll have more updates on that next week. Um, before we go into the upcoming Super Bowl preview and recap uh, this past weekend's games, let's take a little break. We're gonna take a little break, take a little breather, maybe maybe do some uh, do a, do some of our mouth exercises that we like to do before the show, <laughs> and uh, that way we can ensure that we are gonna speak just so beautifully and fluently uh, when we come back after the break. This is the Afterthought Podcast. Right, and welcome back to the Afterthought Podcast. So, last weekend was super exciting. We got to see both the AFC and NFC Championship games. We now know that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to be taking on the Los Angeles Rams in our next Super Bowl. Super exciting. Definitely don't think we saw at least the Bengals coming at the beginning of the season, right? Like they pick up Jamar Chase. There's there there's reports of him not being able to catch the ball. Then on the other side of that, you have uh, Matt Stafford who came from the Giants. And it's like, I mean, not Giants, the Lions. You're like, is he really going to thrive in here? So I, I, I think it's really exciting. I love to see some fresh faces in the Super Bowl. It's really exciting. Let's talk a little bit about the games that kind of got us here. Let's start with the LA and uh, 49ers game. What what are your immediate thoughts? Recap on on that, Drew. Well, for, first I want to I want to take a second to uh, to toot my own horn. Uh, I don't think people take enough time to toot their own horns these days. No, I'm just joking, but I am going to toot my horn. Um, I don't know what I don't know what it was, but I like I had a very good feel of both of the games this past weekend. And I put money on both the Rams and the Bengals when they were both coming from behind. And I even texted you guys in uh, overtime of the Bengals game. I was like, yo, guys, even though Kansas City won the toss, the Bengals are winning this game. But we'll get there in a second. Um, 49ers Rams. I'm very happy. Like first thought, I'm happy the Rams won. I didn't want to see the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Um, Call it, you know, because their offense isn't as fun to watch as the Rams are. I mean, the Rams just have more. They have just deep. I mean, We'll go back to Debo again. I love Debo Samuel. Would love to see that guy any any day. But, uh, you know, Jimmy G, it's just like you you saw, like, just the absolute mediocrity and, like, that the play that ended up, like, really finishing the game off when he just made that very Wentzian, <laughs> Wentzian mistake. Oh, my um, gosh. But, like, I, I just had a feeling, especially after the 49ers – I have a very backward psychology when it comes to, to sports, but especially football – and when I saw or like it, I rec- the 49ers made the playoffs because they came back and they beat the Rams in overtime. So when the 49ers in reverse were actually like leading throughout this entire game, I'm like, the roles are going to be reversed. And the rent and this is this is just I know this is just beautiful knowledge spewing from my mouth right now. It was but it just it was just a feeling. I'm like, there's no way that the Rams are just gonna like lay on their backs and let this 49ers team just come into their house, even though they have a bunch of fraud fans. But that's nor here nor there. Uh I, I just had it was just a feeling. It was just a feeling, and I'm happy to see Stafford gets to be on the opponent. Like I, I'm happy to see that offense in the Super Bowl. Um, what did you think as you were as you were watching that game? Yeah, I mean, I have a few really close friends that are 49ers fans. So, you know, for for their sake, I would have been okay with it, with them winning. It may also have made my Super Bowl Sunday a little bit more fun, like just to go to like someone's house that's like totally invested into it. Now, like a Patriots fan that's watching the Bucks last year. <laughs> Well, um, you, you were you were supposed <laughs> to have a Bengals fan. You were supposed to have a Bengals fan on, on the podcast. Can't you go watch with them? Yeah, well, he lives in Syracuse, so it's it's a little bit far away. But um, yeah, San I mean, Francisco's I, across the country. San Francisco's <laughs> across the country. <laughs> they live in Pennington. Come on, brother. Oh, okay, um, right. but but anyway, I I was watching that game, and yeah, it just it wasn't very exciting. I also think that huge dropped interception. I mean, you want to talk about a catch that I could have made, maybe even in the moment. I I still think I I, I would have caught that. It was it was pretty remarkable though to me just to see how. Far the 49ers actually made it. Um, they had to beat the Rams to get into the to the wild card round. And mm-hmm. then they beat they somehow beat the the, the Packers. 
and now they're playing in the in the in the NFC Championship game. I you just missed I one. Just, Alex, you of all people, you missed a very important game there. They beat a team before the Packers. How am I blanking Cal- on this right now? Oh because you God. hate the, you hate them so much that you've eliminated them from oh from your memory, and I, I and maybe, I appreciate I, that. I maybe need to edit this out because the 49ers literally made that Eagles loss so much better. Maybe that's just <laughs> why I didn't think about it because like that whole weekend was just like a wash to me. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot that. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, like I just felt like the the 49ers just had no business really making it this far. Um, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo just played absolutely awful. He's only good at like two routes. Right. And then like I mean, you just give the ball to Debo every other time. He's really good at like that, you know, that ver- that vertical route. And he's like, you know, and then like really like good at like, you know, quick checkoff slant passes. Like it just it was, I don't know. It just it just wasn't there. So I kind of felt that it was kind of like fraudulent watching them in there. But they only lost by three points. I actually had money on the Rams at minus three and a half. So I lost that bet. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I just felt like the 49ers had no business being there, but even though that they did, they kept it close. They kept it close. It was definitely, it was definitely a great game. And I mean, they needed to, they needed to try to follow that first game of action, which is no easy feat because that was as exciting as le- like, it was just, all right, Andrew, take a deep breath, get yourself together after last week's like, or two weeks ago, insane's finishes insane finishes wow our talking is so good um like that game was incredible i can't believe the just the difference two halves made in that game kansas city was they were they were by definition untouchable in the first half they moved the ball with absolute ease i had the bengals plus 17 and a half in way too many parlays uh it all worked i mean worked out pretty well but i was i was sweating bullets the first half i'm like now now i got a hedge now it's too late to hedge and now oh god why can't bet why can't cincinnati score why why can't they stop kansas city it was non-stop and like they, there was no pressure on mahomes even when there was he was doing the magic he was making things yeah. happen and like if you give those receivers time to get open he's gonna find them they're gonna catch it and it's gonna be a big play so they they made it look like child's play uh that first half so uh just what what a tale of two halves and just like the resilience of the Bengals and, and Joe Burrow, Joe Cool, as we like to call him everywhere. Um Joe Burr. Joe Burr. Joe we got Brian DeBull and Joe Burr. No, I don't know. Uh just it was remarkable. It was remarkable. Uh let me grab let me grab your take on this game while I um you know, just I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it, I, no, I mean, but when you when you think about it, it's like the, the the Chiefs are like now this like new big bad empire, right? Everyone thinks the Chiefs are going to be making it every single year, and Mahomes is the new Tom Brady. So I was amped up. I, I think the momentum shift in that game was that stop right at the end of the half with five seconds left, where they try to throw it to Tyree Kill on that out route. I'm sorry, not the out route, that swing route, and uh, who was it? Eli Apple that stopped him. Right there. And and I think at that moment, I still thought the game was done. I have messages I sent to people. I'm like, if the Chiefs, you know, score here uh, when they're up by 14, it's it's over. It's over and it's not going to be pretty. Um, and then like the Bengals came out and the and and Mahomes just looked like a totally different person. I don't know if he was if he was trying to protect a lead. I don't know if he was sh- shook. Like, I feel like he's he's pretty calm. He looked really bad. Really I heard some bad. rumors. I heard some rumors that he may have been battling some sort of injury, but I don't know when that happened because it did not look apparent in the first half when they were just marching at will. Yeah, I mean, it was it was just insane. And my favorite part of that game was when the Chiefs won the coin toss, and wait, <laughs> before that they called heads. <laughs> and you see Josh Allen's tweet. <laughs> He just said pain. pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to have a good. I mean, that's trauma for like any time. Anytime any Bills fan sees Kansas City take a coin flip, it's going to be instant trauma. So I, yeah, I get it. seriously. 
but 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 the 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 people in Arrowhead went nuts when they won that coin toss, and how could you not? Right? It's 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 very reminiscent of what happened the week before. Mahomes Mahomes pulled a Dak Prescott, and in 13 seconds threw away the game. <laughs> and and in three straight plays, gave it to to Cincinnati, who who walked down. And there's also someone else. And and I I saw this report that that Joe Mixon fell on his own accord and put the ball down and wasn't really touched. He was like shoved by three Kansas City players. That's a dumb narrative and a really dumb take. Like he was he was pushed down. He was pushed down. And and there's also a rule that if you like you know give yourself up, um, that then you're down anyway. So 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 don't 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 come with that narrative that that they got robbed because Mahomes just would have messed it up on the next drive anyway. But. It, it was it was just it was just wild to me that it came down again to an overtime rule, uh, came down to a coin flip, and that and that the Bills came up and 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 got that. It was it was it was absolutely incredible. And this McPherson, this kicker, making kickers cool again, dude is a stud. Mm-hmm. His trick shot videos from college are like insanely cool. I love like watching them on all the pregame show. Drafted in the fifth round, insane. I mean, great, great value. I'm mean, all right. I mean, great. great. Yeah. When, when do kickers usually go? Like, I know that I, I don't I know think they get drafted. Some... I mean, bro, like our punters, like were picked up from like Australia. Like, Hold <laughs> they on. don't get drafted. We, I forget who we had a kicker who was like so scrawny, like looked like you could knock him over by flicking him. And we drafted him. I'm almost positive in the fourth round. And this was no, this was less than 10 years ago. I don't think it was Cody Parkey. Uh, he was double Co- doink. Yeah. Alex, Alex, scruffy. Alex, something. I think his name's Alex, something. Maybe if uh, I, I, googling and, and and talking at the same time has never been my strong suit. I'm gonna. Alex, oh my god, his name's on the tip of my tongue. But I'm sure. I hope somebody out there knows who I'm talking about. Uh, but I'm I'm almost positive we drafted him in the fourth round, which was just the dumbest. I mean, but that's Eagles. That's just like that's that's the most Eagles thing I've ever heard. Um, if if anything. If, if like Kansas City or if they want to complain or blame anything, Alex like really Henry, that, Alex, Alex Henry. Henry. And it's it's like Henry, like H-E-N-E-R-Y. Dang. Yeah, you got Hen- that. Hen- well, I did you know, not like you him. know, the Sorry, weirdest stuff, man. Like I just gosh, I don't remember like anything like this anyway. Yeah, you couldn't even remember that the 49ers beat <sighs> the Cowboys. So I can't um, believe I forgot that. <laughs> Um, but, uh, the, the, what, like the fact of the matter is, is that Kansas city had that game in the palm of their hand. They got greedy essentially at the end of the first half. Like at that point, just take like the three points is still just making your, your win percentage like that much more probable. Um, so I really think that like you go into the locker room and the Bengals come up with a huge stop right there to not allow any points when you're completely deflated, you go into that locker room with completely new life and momentum is real. So awesome, like just incredible by the Bengals, man. Like I'm, I think it's such an awesome story. Like the last time they won a playoff game, like in general, just won a playoff game was January 6th. Not a great date in our history. Uh, 1991. Um, so the number one movie at that time was Home Alone, the original. Makes sense. You know, uh, January, Christmas time, Home Alone. Sure. Crushing sure, it. sure. Oh, sure. And ha- how weird Macaulay Culkin Looks exactly like Joe Burrow. That's so weird. Conspiracy. Dude, that's weird. That's weird. Um, the number one song was Justify Your Love by Madonna. Um, not one of my favorites of Madonna, but uh it was the num- <laughs> it was the number one song at the time. And I couldn't find the number one TV show, but what I did find that I thought was of note was this was like right around the time that Steve Urkel appeared on an episode of Full House in a crossover episode, which you don't <laughs> You just don't you don't get the crossover episode in sitcoms enough anymore. So, um, you know, that was pretty notable. That's pretty. No, that's how, you know, it's been a while, Alex. That's how, you know. Yeah. Well, listen, man, Cincy, L.A. making the Super Bowl. The odds have actually gotten worse. I'm actually a little bit surprised by these odds. So to all of those listening, um, Cincinnati is a four and a half point underdog. Yep. Meaning yep. you can um the the Rams are are favored to win by 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 more than four. If you bet on the Bengals, it would be 
plus 168 or 1.68 times your money. So if you put a $100 bet on, you would win 260. Well, you'd win 168, but your payout would be 268. Um, exactly. And then That's if you money. bet money line on the Rams, it's minus 200. So you would have to bet 200 to win 100. Um, Rams Dude, are I almost, team. Yeah. Oh, it's, uh, is, is it actually at SoFi Stadium? It is. Where is it? Yeah. So, it's, oh. so crazy fun fact in the last 55 years, there haven't been any teams play the Super Bowl at their home stadium. It's happened twice in the last two years. That's ins- that is incredible. That I is incredible. told you a fun fact, and I am very surprised by that. And I'm having an organic And it's a fun reaction. fact. That is a fun it fact. It is fun. That I'm is smiling. very fun. Yeah. Wow. This is great. <laughs> Oh boy, we're off. The, we've got we've gotten off the rails. Um, I love Cincinnati, man. Like I feel like that's just like the game feels more. If the game feels like it could really go either way, then why would you just not take the team that would win you more money on a smaller bet? And like when I look at Joe Burrow, I see a seasoned veteran, and I think Matt Stafford is incredible. I think he's got an amazing arm. But if like I'm looking at the two, like who's more? Uh, um, like prone to make a mistake. I think Matt Stafford might be more prone to make a mistake. So like, I, I don't know, man, I'm, we'll have to see. Like, it, it, I guess a lot depends on uh, Cincinnati's line because you know, like that's a vicious front on, on the Rams. So that's going to be a huge matchup. But if Burrow has time to unleash that ball, man, like, Ooh, I like them. That That's what I think. And, and I'll give you my thoughts here. I, I do think it's going to be one or lost on the offensive defensive line. You're going up and again, you're, you're going against a, uh, an elite defensive line in, in LA and a really weak offensive line in Cincy, but they had to do what they had to do to get the guys that they wanted in there to make Joe Burrow successful. And, and Joe's going to get hit a lot. He, here's my thought on the game. I think on paper, the Rams are, obviously the better team they have better talent they're a little bit more seasoned they have a lot of vets in here they have a lot of number one picks and it's also kind of fitting too because you know they're in they're in la they're in hollywood you have all the big celebrity actors there um you have the let's get ready to rumble guy in the end zone it's a it's a whole production and it's just fitting because like it's it's in it's in essentially hollywood right but the thing with hollywood the, the thing with Hollywood is it's it's all a facade. Mm-hmm. It's all fake. And, all plastic. you know, on, on paper, sure, the Rams are a better team. But, you know, one thing paper can't show you is the chemistry you have amongst your team. This team is eerily reminiscent of the 2017 Eagles team when everybody just kind of liked them, right? These guys were really outspoken about their faith, their camaraderie. Um, you'd see videos all the time. Like I know people that were fans of other fan bases just to say, you know what? I want to be an Eagles fan. I want to Wait be a, an Eagles fan. I have, I have to, I do have a question though, because I do remember the, uh, no one likes us and we don't care song. So do you think that the Eagles, do you think the Eagles were liked that year? They were underdogs. I think, I think the Eagles were liked, but I also think that the way we celebrated after the Super Bowl probably got people not to like us again. You know, when you're in city, it's Chris going polls and there's reports of people eating horse poop. Um, yeah, maybe people kind of second guess their 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 fandom on on yeah, to, but also a new team. And when that happens in Philadelphia, it's going to be ten times more under the microscope than anybody doing something stupid, which happens everywhere. Oh, but oh, it's just- oh. You mean when the Dallas Cowboys were throwing trash at the referees and their franchise quarterback who got nominated for Walter Payton Man of the Year Award is essentially saying good on them, but we get crucified because we threw snowballs at some drunk dude that dressed up as Santa Claus like 70 years ago? Really? Yeah, Alex. that's actually not the first time. There's actually another botch call that happened in Cleveland, and they're throwing like glass beer bottles at the referees when when they were going off. So I don't want to hear that snowball argument. Maybe that's why they say because they know it triggers us. Just way to bring it, man. I feel like you know it's like it's a two like two minute warning, two minute drill, and you just like you just yeah. march the team down the field with that last with that last point there. 
So anyway, where 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 I'm going with with my L.A. Cincinnati thing is I, I like Cincinnati in this for the intangibles, for the chemistry, for Joe Burrow making a statement. You know, I read a statement uh, from I think their mayor or somebody of Cincinnati, and they're giving all the kids off that Monday to to celebrate what they hope is is a Super Bowl win. I think by logic, if I was betting, maybe. The Rams are the smarter choice to go. You know, they're more seasoned. They have a better roster. I mean, it's, it's, it, and that's why the Lions are what they are. They're also playing in their home stadium. Talk about intimidating. You're also playing in a place where, like, you're semi comfortable. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I give me, give me Cincinnati. I'm betting straight money line on it. I, I want to, I think, I think that they can pull it off. My wife wants me to order her a Bengals t shirt. I have some friends that are Bengals fans. I'm rooting for you guys. And, and I Love hope. It. I hope that you guys bring it home. Love it. Love it. Uh, Well, we'll definitely have to kind of go over this again next week, see if our opinions have changed at all. Um, But right now I'm, I'm on the same page with you Uh, next week. We're also going to take a look at some of the, uh, the NFL honors. We have the announcement of MVP offensive defensive player of the year, rookie of the year. So a lot of, uh, we're going to have a guest on the show to get to get his expertise and predictions on that front. So that'll be a lot of fun to talk about. And uh, I, I think we should also talk about some of like the best, maybe some of the best prop bets, which has always been a, a, a big part of Super Bowl fun is just some of the, like how long will the star spangle banner be? And like, um, just, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we can maybe find some of the, the fun prop bets that some of the sports books are offering, but uh, any, any, anything final from you before we, before we take home this 10th episode. No. Hey, thank you for rolling with us for 10 episodes. This was a big one for us. If you guys are interested, anyone's interested in coming onto the show, shoot Andrew or I, send it to our Facebook page. We'd love to have you guys on. Anything that has to do with football, it doesn't have to be what's going on in the week. It doesn't have to be Eagles related. If you have an idea, please use us as a platform to get your ideas out there. We really want to make sure that we are giving everybody an opportunity to share their opinions. Um, you know, It's much more fun when we do this with friends. So with that, we're going to send you guys out. Andrew has to go let his dog outside, and we are going to finish this episode today. Until next week, guys. Peace.